0: Hello and thanks for joining us for this episode of Her Gavel, a podcast where we shatter the glass ceiling for women in law. I'm your host, Stephanie Watchman, and I've been coaching and training women attorneys all over the world for nearly a decade. Women lawyers, no matter where they are in their careers, face many challenges, frustrations, and some fantastic opportunities. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing experts to cover many of the issues I get asked about, like managing stress, career growth, law firm leadership, self-confidence, business development, and even planning for retirement. My goal is to provide you with the tools and tips you need for your own professional growth. And now, let's get on with the show. Probably the number one question I get asked about is, how do I manage my time better? And here's the thing. We all have the same amount of time in a day, but how we manage it and how we work our life into the time that we have is what's most important. On today's bonus episode, we're talking time management. Welcome to the show. Twelve years ago when I started my company, the number one thing I wanted was to find a way to be able to help people with their time management. So I actually called my company Life in Balance thinking, maybe naively, that you could have balance in your life. Well. As I've come to realize, you can't have perfect balance. There's no such thing. But you can have a real keen awareness of what you're doing that impacts how much time you have and how you live within those time frames and those time constraints. Whenever I'm working with any kind of client, the number one question is, like, how can I be more productive? How can I have more me time? How can I have more time for my family? Especially uh, for those of us who have families with young children I mean our time is just so limited there's hardly enough time in the day even for us to brush our teeth sometimes I remember when I was a young mother I was working full-time I was traveling full-time and I had a really young young baby and one day I got a phone call and my baby was crying and I just got home and I was like what do I do what do I do and I jumped into like the shower um, just to take the call because it was the only place in my house where it was quiet so fast forward to where I am today, and I've learned a lot more since then. I've even learned some really valuable tools like when to say no to answering the phone and really figuring out what's important in the moment. So today I'm going to talk to you about four key areas and how to best manage your time. I want to start off by talking about giving yourself some time to think strategically. For most of you, you are being paid for your brain power and your ability to think very strategically when it comes to dealing with clients, dealing with issues that come up with clients and you're not really being paid to lift heavy weights. And yet we just don't spend enough time thinking strategically. Most of the time when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is either address the issues that you have within your your family or for yourself, like jumping into a shower, but probably you're checking your email. And like, let's be honest, we all check our email uh, before our eyes are even open. We're checking our email or text to see what's going on. And that's really not the best way to start the day. And I'm not going to be one of those coaches that says, You know, never check your email in the morning. I don't really care. Honestly, I don't care if you check your email in the morning. I don't care if you check your email at night. What works best for you is what works best for you. But I will say a few things about it. One is, if you don't give yourself enough time to, say, think strategically about what you want to achieve in the day, then all you're doing is you're putting yourself onto somebody else's schedule and probably responding to their needs versus what your own are. So my recommendation is that as you're opening up your eyes in the morning, instead of jumping onto your phone, give yourself a few minutes to ask yourself, what do I want to achieve today? What will make today a really good day. And again you can do this while you're lying in bed before you reach for your phone. Okay so here's an example. This morning I woke up and I said okay Stephanie what will make today a really good day strategically? And I thought okay Let's start with, I have to write a blog post. Okay, so we're gonna write a blog post. Would love to be able to take a walk today. That would make me feel better, so that's for me. Okay, what else? Probably some client development. All right, what does that look like? Maybe a couple of connections with some past clients and seeing how they're doing. Okay, so those are three things that I thought about this morning that I knew would make today a better day a more strategic day, a more focused day, so that when I reflect on the day at the end, I can say, yes, I achieved three things that I set out for myself to do before I start answering to everybody else. And by answering to everybody else, we're really talking about what you're answering on those emails as they're flying into your inbox and to your family as they're pressing you to do all kinds of things for them and take them all kinds of places. So that's the first step is when you get up in the morning, think strategically. Now, ideally, If you could write this down on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard when you get to the office, that's even better because it's a reminder for yourself of what you want to achieve. We just don't make enough room in our lives to think strategically. And that's something that can really help you with your focus and your concentration is to spend a few minutes doing that exercise. So that's step number one is wake up, think strategically, what do I want to achieve today? And it's beyond the to-do list, okay? I know we all have long to-do lists, this is beyond the to-do list what's the bigger picture of what i want to achieve maybe the walk again is for my long-term health that's the bigger picture client development that's again another long-term picture in terms of i want to develop more relationships with my clients so that i can nurture them they can grow i can get referrals i can get more opportunities bigger picture thoughts that's what i want for you to start your day with those bigger picture thoughts so that's step one The next question I get asked is, how can I be more productive? Yes, productivity is a big deal. And I have a lot to say about this and I don't wanna overburden you with what I wanna say. So I'm gonna give you two key points here. The first is distractions. Every time you allow for distractions in your day, You are probably wasting 25 minutes of time. So you're losing 25 to 30 minutes of productivity with every distraction that comes your way. So there are all kinds of distractions that come our way, especially as a result of COVID where we're working from home. I know I get distracted by little things like, hey, the refrigerator or a bag of potato chips that's sitting near me. That's one little distraction. But then you have all the other real distractions that happen with either if you're working in an office, people popping into your office. Office emails coming in as you're typing because you are working on a contract you get an email you get these pop-ups those are huge distractions getting texts while you're working news alerts flash alerts all these kinds of alerts that come through on social media and notifications those are all distractions and every time you stop what you're doing and take a look at what it is that came your way whatever notification it was you take a look at whatever it is and then you go back to your original document that's where you lose time. And I guarantee you that if you were to write down all all the distractions that happen in your day, you would find that you probably have over 15 to 20 different distractions that are coming at you all day long. So then when you do the math and you say, well, if I'm losing at least 25 to 30 minutes of productivity for every distraction that I have, well, not only are you losing billable time, but you're also losing valuable personal time. And when I'm speaking to families, especially moms, they're big biggest worry is that they're not spending enough time with their family nurturing their children or whatever else it is. And so it's really important to say, okay, well, what am I going to do here? Am I going to allow for all these notifications and pop-ups to distract me and cause me to lose time and money or am I going to try and control them to the best of my ability? And obviously I know for myself the answer is always, you know, door number 2. You want to manage your distractions because they're they're timely they cost you time and if you're working late nights if you're working on the weekends uh, clue this might not just be that you have a very big deposition or big case load it might also be that you're allowing for too many distractions in your day so how do you manage those distractions that's the challenge right first off write them down what are the bigger distractions that are coming your way if it's all these notifications and pop-ups that's coming from your phone Turn off your notifications so that it's not a distraction. If you have too many bells and whistles and dings and bings coming at you from text message and WhatsApp and email and all these things, turn off the alarms because we are programmed as human beings to respond to those alarms, and then it becomes really Pavlovian. So every time you hear a bing or a ding, you're like, ooh, what's that? And your body produces dopamine. And dopamine is a neurochemical that your body produces that actually causes you to feel good and feel connected with others and you have a strong urge when this dopamine is produced in your body to find out who wants to connect it's just you know going back to our prehistoric days so every time i get a ring or a bing or a ka on my email my body produces dopamine i have a strong urge to connect and i feel kind of good and i'm curious to know if it's something good and i check it and then i lose productivity So where you can, I want you to turn off those dings, bings, and ka-chings. The next is the pop-ups. When you get calendar pop-ups all the time, chances are you are not really looking at them or putting them on snooze. So this is a clue. Anything that you put on to snooze, turn it off because you're not looking at it anyway. So that's the next thing. So in terms of notifications of what to turn off. So that's what my first tip is in terms of managing those distractions is be aware of what they are. Everybody has different distractions, so I can't say, do this or do that because everybody has different things that are distractions for them. Um, For me personally, I always get distracted when I get text messages. I always have to look and it drives me crazy. So now I turn off the volume on my phone when I need to concentrate. And I think that's another key element here is when you need to focus, When you need to concentrate, you can turn off those notifications, you can turn off those alarms, and then you can turn them back on again too. So I turn off my phone ringer and I only allow emergency numbers to come through, so my phone actually goes on to do not disturb, as does my computer when I need to concentrate, and it helps tremendously. Another thing I'll do is again, when I need to concentrate, when I was writing my books, I have a horrible time uh, writing. I'm very, very easily distracted. And I like to be distracted because between you and me and the wall, I hate writing. I mean, I like writing, but I hate it at the same time. It's really hard for me to concentrate for that long period of time. So what I would do is I would set my phone timer for 30 or 40 minutes, and then I will turn off my Wi-Fi, and I will concentrate until that alarm goes off. I will do my writing, and when the alarm is off, then I'm done. That's my focus time and it's amazing how much you can get done in a focused amount of time so that's another tip that I wanted to share with you is that you have control over your calendar you have control over your time you might not feel like you do but you have moments in your day where you have complete control over your time and your concentration so you have to be able to take a look at where you're letting it all go and get control back because most of us continuously are putting out fires instead of taking a moment to think about what we want to achieve and then put out the fires. I understand that we have to be responsive to our clients but at the same time you also have an obligation to get work done for other clients too because you have more than one. So that's the other thing, Um, learning how to say no. One of the biggest challenges I feel that women have is knowing how to say no without feeling like a bad person, without feeling like I'm never going to have friends, people are going to hate me, they're going to think I'm difficult to work with, like all the things that come up when we think about saying no to something. And so this is the exercise that I share with my clients in my office is think about this. By saying no to something you're saying yes to something else. And by saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So here's an example. By saying no to sitting on that non-for-profit board, which I would really like to do, but I just don't have the time, I'm actually saying yes to spending more time with my family. By saying yes, to doing carpool, I'm saying no to not hearing about what the kids are up to during the day. I used to hate and love doing carpool at the same time because I used to like to hear from all the kids what was going on, but I also hated the time it took. But there was a, a yes and a no to that. So every time that you want automatically are asked to do something and your response, your knee-jerk response is yes, and then you regret it, that's a clue that you should do this exercise and think about it first. What am I saying yes to? And by saying yes to this, what am I saying no to? And vice versa, by saying no to this, what am I saying yes to? And I'll tell you a story about what happened to me. This was a really tough story, actually, this really true and tough. But when I first uh, had my son, when he was around two years old, I was traveling a lot. I was really at the top of my game at this company. I was bringing in a a lot of money with a lot of responsibility. I was a global leader in, uh, in this business that I was working in. But I was traveling three days a week. And I was sad about that because I never really got to see my son as much as I wanted to. I came from, a, I was a latchkey kid myself and didn't want my kids to be latchkey. Um, so my husband took on most of the work in terms of picking up my son from daycare and taking him to daycare and all the rest of it. So he was really really amazing at being home when I was traveling. Anyway, one day I came home from this business trip and my son, who was two, fell down and banged his head. And he starts wailing, wailing. And I was like, oh my gosh, baby, come to mom. And he looks at me, literally looked me in the face, turned around and ran to my husband. And my heart, honestly, guys, it just broke into a million pieces and I just started weeping and I'm like what am I doing what am I doing by saying yes to this promotion that I had had I was traveling all the time I was really saying no to my kid to being there for my kid and this is a a challenge that many women face I did not have a lot of options back then I had no role models there were no rules in place, it was really tough. But that day I made a decision, I was like, I'm done with this job, I'm not doing it. And I was at the top of my game, I was reporting to the president of the company, I was very high up within this organization at a young age. And I literally decided to slide down the corporate ladder and say no to moving up and say yes to my family. And a lot of women are, are faced with this challenge. And today, 21 uh, years later, I don't know if I would have made the same decisions because times have changed, but that was a decision that I made. And instead of having this very high powered job, I took a job as a sales rep doing door-to-door business development sales, which I actually quite love to be honest with you. But I took a huge pay cut. I kept being asked if be a manager or whatever, and I was like, nope, I'm just gonna stay in this position and pick up my kid every day at two o'clock. And I did, I said yes to my, my kid, And I said no to being this huge corporate executive. And I have no regrets about it, but I had to make a decision. And very often, you have to make these tough decisions for yourself as well. Ultimately, it worked out quite well because my son is well-adjusted and I don't have any regrets that I wasn't there for him. And I started my own company, which took a lot longer, honestly, to get back to where I was, but I did. But again, in those days, I didn't have any role models. I didn't have any... Real choices. There was nobody that was a real working mom. I mean, I was nursing and pumping at the New Jersey airport. I mean, things were really different. There were no mother's rooms or anything back then, it was just different. So I guess what I'm getting at is you are having to ask yourself, what am I saying no to, what am I saying yes to? This example is a huge one, right? It's a career change one, obviously. Today we're talking about making smaller choices like, should I answer this phone or finish writing this contract? So think about what are you saying yes to, what are you saying no to, and by saying no to some things, what are you also saying yes to? There's always a choice that you have to make, and sometimes it's a lot easier to make that decision when you can write it down by saying, you know, by using these examples that I've given you. So that's number two, managing those distractions. And the last thing I want to talk about for today anyways, is to work yourself into your schedule. I can't tell you how many women I speak to that are just, they're tired, they're stressed, they don't feel like they do enough for themselves, they don't have enough time for exercise, for meditation, for just having some downtime to watch you know some kind of bad television show or something like that. So how do you work time into your day for, for you? And this is one example that I wanted to share with you. If you are really busy and you're running from home to the office or to your home office, whatever you're doing when you're running around, set a timer on your phone for five minutes. That's it. Maybe even less. I don't even care if it's two minutes but just set a timer on your phone for two, for two to five minutes and you can breathe. You can stare at something like a flower and look at all the intricacies of that flower. Notice what the sounds are around you. If you're really quiet and still, listen for different sounds. When you do these types of exercises, it's called mindfulness, and what it does is it shifts your brain from being very hyper and active to calm, and it also resets your parasympathetic nervous system to settle it down to calm you down and for your body to produce those better neurochemicals that are not high adrenaline and cortisol things that give you uh, anxiousness and anxiety but it calms you down and there are really good ways to do this throughout your day you can take a minute here a minute there just to stare at something with intense focus or to listen for the sounds around you really intently what are you hearing are you hearing the whir of a fan are you hearing a dog barking in the background? What are you hearing? When you listen or do these exercises very intently, it settles your nervous system down. And what you, what I want you to think about doing is what can you incorporate every day that's for you? Obviously, some days you'll be able to do a lot more. You can go to the gym, you can go take a hot tub, you can go for a walk, whatever it is. But ask yourself as part of these exercises is what can I do for myself that's small, but for me every single day in this moment. And so by doing that, you work yourself into your own schedule, and you get into a good habit of doing that so that every day you're doing something to nurture yourself that will make you feel better and not just feel like you're serving and giving to others all the time. It's really important to take care of yourself and very often we just don't know how and we think it has to be these grandiose efforts like going to a spa, but it doesn't. It could just be sitting and having coffee outside and looking at the way the leaves move in the wind. That's all you need, but you have to do it for yourself and you have to be acutely aware of what you're doing and why. And I know that you know we're all very distracted by our phones And I don't really want to diss the phone, but it does take away from our self-time and our time for reflection. So try to figure out how you can do that for a few minutes a day. And I know that you'll feel a lot better for it. So today we covered a lot. We covered thinking strategically every morning. We covered managing those crazy distractions and how to build time into your calendar for you. I hope that you try some of these exercises. It's also in my book, Own Your Time, which is on Amazon. If anybody's interested in picking that up, you can, you can grab that book called Own Your Time. And I'll provide you with more tips as we go because managing time, managing distractions, managing stress, it's all really important to me because I want everybody to have some time in their day to, to breathe, to have focus, to produce great work, to have high quality. Uh, productivity in their day. It's so important to me. That's one of the reasons why I teach and do this work. So I hope that these tips will give you some tools and some guidance for getting better at managing your time, managing your distractions, and managing your stress. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Her Gavel make sure to subscribe and rate us. For our show notes and information on upcoming episodes, visit our website at hergavel.com. And if you'd like more information about coaching, training, or any of my books, please send email to stephanie@hergavel.com. at hergavel.com. Be sure to stay tuned for our next episode of Her Gavel, where we will continue to shadow the glass ceiling for women in law.